Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Well, praise God. It's a glorious day today. Welcome back to Wisdom and Stuff. This is Daryl Boucher. And uh, uh, maybe, I don't know if it's going to take one, two, three different sessions here, but we're going to get into some stuff uh, today and tomorrow, maybe the next day. Uh, just, I want to get into a, a subject here that is is crucial to our Christian walk, as all of them are. But uh, this is something that Jesus actually mentions in John, as well as a, a few places in John, and then we see it obviously is manifesting through the rest of the New Testament. And this is about uh, operating in and and operating from the name of Jesus. And I think in this, there's so much power obviously in the name of Jesus that we are not tapping into, that we have kind of relegated the use of Jesus' name to almost like a, uh, uh, you know, like a, uh, like a, a pretty please with the cherry on top at the end of our prayers. You know what I mean? Like, like, we, you know, we'll just pray well, in Jesus' name we pray, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't, we, we don't have to understand the power of it. And therefore we are not understanding what that means to say in Jesus name, you know, and we have definitely, I think not, I'm not, I'm not trying to put paint a picture of everybody, but I think if we understood, if we understood the power of the name of Jesus, myself included, that we would pray different prayers. We would see different results. We would walk in a different life because we we literally carry the name of the almighty. We carry the name that's above all all names. And when we understand that this is not just, uh, like I said, something that we do religiously to say, well, let me just end the prayer with this. We're supposed to end the prayer with this in Jesus name. Uh, you know, when we do it that way, then we're still basically, you know, coming to, to God in, in, in a wrong fashion, instead of understanding that, that, that name allows us to come to God through the life and resurrection power of Jesus himself, that we actually come to God through the authority of that name. There is no other name by which men can be saved. He has the name which is above every name, and at his name, every knee will bow. Every knee will bow. That His name, they understand it says in John chapter 1, that that he created everything. In Hebrews, it says the same thing, that Jesus, through Jesus, all things were made, and nothing was made without him, that which was made. He made all things. He is the manifest word of God. And therefore, because he carries the nature of the word of God, he carries the nature of God's creative force and power. Everything was made through Jesus. And that's what gives him legal right to reconcile all things to himself. You know, he literally had the right to do that. He's the one who made everything. He's the one who designed everything. So everything was reconciled back to him because it's in him that we live and move and have our being. Jesus is the creator of everything. So, you know, it says that all things are upheld by the word of God's power. Jesus is that word. Everything is upheld by the power of Jesus himself. And that's how, that's how he could come and, and uh, uh, rightfully, justly reconcile everything to himself. Everything in heaven and earth and under the earth has been reconciled to Jesus, as in Colossians. And that means that everything is back into alignment with the nature of Jesus. He, out of his nature flows all life. Out of his nature flows all creation. And everything flows back to him. 
in a place of reconciliation. And so when we pray in Jesus' name, what we're doing is we're reconciling whatever we're praying toward, we're reconciling that through the authority of Jesus himself. There is no difference between Jesus saying that prayer and us saying that prayer when we say in Jesus' name. It is a legally binding, spiritually binding, relationally binding contract when we use the name of Jesus. This is why in, uh, you know, in marriages, uh, you know, in the Western cultures and stuff, in marriages, you know, the, the wife will take the husband's name because it's a portrayal of us being the bride taking on the name of the groom, that we take on his name. And, you know, when, when Rachel and I got married, her maiden name is Lehman, but she took on my name, Boucher. And so she, in, in doing so, it literally took her some time. You know, she had to fill out paperwork she had to you know get get different documentations and different things we had to submit our wedding license and all this other stuff and we had to do all these things to show that we are legally bound together we now are one flesh we now are legally one in the eyes of the law in the eyes of god we are one and therefore What's mine is hers, and what's hers is mine. And so, uh, so she took on my name so that she would now have the same authority that I have when I use my name. Okay, and so when we understand that that using the name of Jesus, this is so powerful. I want to. There, there's a text in in Acts that I think is so it puts it so clearly. And this is in Acts, and in Acts chapter three, we know when when um, this is when Peter and John they they heal the lame man that was sitting by the gate beautiful and uh, uh says that all these people um the, 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 so verse 11 says and as the layman which was healed held peter and john all the people ran together unto them in the porch that was called solomon's great uh, solomon's greatly wondering and when peter saw it verse 12 he answered unto the people you men of israel why marvel at this or why look so earnestly upon us as though by our own power or holiness we made this man walk. Now, I love this because, first of all, you know, this, this miracle had been done. All the people are now coming around, and they are, they are they're, they're, they're putting Peter and John on a pedestal. And they're just like, ooh, ah, look at the mighty men of God. Wow. And they're, all, they're, they're like honoring them in a way that they, they really shouldn't be. And so Peter, he's like, why are you looking at us like this? As if. This man was, was healed by our power or by our holiness. Now, I think this is interesting, that even back in this day and age, back in the day of, of you know, the apostles on the earth, um, in this day, people had the same tendency they do now, that when they saw a miracle, they said, oh, it must be because of them. They must have a supernatural power or they're so holy that they actually get to walk with the power of God. And Peter, he dispels that immediately. And he says, this has nothing to do with how much power we have, and it has nothing to do with how holy we are. See, when, when we see signs and wonders, even in the body of Christ, when we see signs and wonders happening, and we should, we, see, we should see signs and wonders all the time. It's a part of the kingdom culture. It should be happening all the time all around us. But when we see signs and wonders happening, what we tend to do is we tend to think of, once again, oh, that person must have a, uh, must have a, a special power to do those things. That's not true. He, they're simply yielding to the Holy Spirit. 
Okay, or we think they must be living so holy that 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 God can can use them. And so what we do, though, when we say those type of things, is we're separating ourselves from being used. So we, we're saying they have a power we don't have, and they're walking holier than we're walking, and therefore they're qualified to, to, to see signs and wonders, and we're not. And so we have to go to these special people if we want to see those things. We need to go to these special meetings, or we need to you know, uh, 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 you know, go, go and, and have the evangelists come into town and lay hands on us or whatever. And all that's saying is that God's a respecter of persons or that there's a qualification system to the gifts of the Spirit. They're called gifts for a reason, by the way. The gifts of the Spirit— are are literally gifts. It says the 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 wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The kingdom of God operates on gifts, not on wages. And uh, even though you can get you can get more skilled in the gift, you can get better at yielding to the Holy Spirit. It's not. And, and don't get me wrong, there is a value for holiness. There is a value for obedience. There is a value, uh, you know, for 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 walking out the things of God in a certain way. There's a value for integrity and character. There's a high value for those things. And I am not diminishing that or belittling that in any way. What I'm saying is that the gifts of the Spirit being given to us don't operate on that currency. And that's what Peter was trying to say here. Peter says, listen, why are you looking at us as though by our power or by our holiness this man was made to walk? Now, then he then he begins to, to speak about um, you know what happened with Jesus. He starts lifting up Jesus. And then um, he says, uh, verse. I'm going to skip down a few verses, verse 16. It says, and his name, talking about Jesus, through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, faith which is by him, has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So now here Peter's going, this has nothing to do with, with a special power that we have. We are not, you know, this was not that. This has nothing to do with how holy we are. This is about the name of Jesus and faith in that name. And so what I want to put out today is understanding, are we um, limiting ourselves in any area of our life, especially though in the power of God flowing through us, are we limiting ourselves to waiting for some special day when God, you know, shows up with, you know, a legion of angels in our bedroom and says, thou art now anointed to heal the sick? Or can we just read the word and say, these signs will follow those who believe? They lay hands on the sick and they recover. He's already given us the word. He's already said, this is what will follow those who believe. And, and now, what do I have? To, do I have more faith in my power, my holiness, or, or some special thing? Or do I have faith in the name of Jesus? Do I realize that when I lay hands on the sick, that it's Jesus laying hands on the sick? When I, when I speak in the name of Jesus, it's Jesus speaking through, and, and I'm speaking for him, but he's speaking through me. That there's no difference between me using his name and him standing here in the flesh, personally laying hands on somebody. There is no difference. And the, the, the reason that... It has to be that way because that's what Jesus intended it to be that way. He literally said that we would do greater works because he was going to his father. When he was on the earth, he was limited to only really, you know, going from place to place, from person to person. He was limited by a mortal body uh, that was limited by space and time in some ways. And so he could only be in one place at one time. Now he's all over the world through the body of Christ. He is literally omnipresent all over the world through the body of Christ. And if needed, we can translate. We can do whatever the Lord tells us to do. But at the same time, we are the limitless hand of God in the earth. But what we have to do is start actually activating the 
name of Jesus. And over in uh, in John 14, um, let me just let me get over there real quick. John 14, and he says here in verse 12, Verily I say unto you that he that believes on me, the works that I do, he, he shall do, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. So here he is. He's saying, listen, um, he's going, listen, the, the name of Jesus, he, he doesn't have an asterisk on that. He's, he's going, there's a limitlessness to the name of Jesus. It is a transfer or a, a conjoining of authority that we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And if we're joint heirs, then that means that we literally have joint ownership. Now, like I said, God does, he wants us to take ownership without taking credit. We don't have anything outside of him. We can do nothing outside of him, but we're in him. Praise God, right? So we, we don't need to walk around going, well, I can't do anything without him. Well, then have him. He's, he's in us, right? So learning to, to be aware of the presence of God, learning to be aware of the anointing on our lives, learning to be aware of the, the giftings and callings in us, not because we've earned it, but because we're children of the Most High God. Not because of our behavior, not because of, of you know something we've done wrong or right, but because of everything that Jesus did through the cross, through his blood, through the resurrection, through, through the price that was paid, defeating death and hell for us, having the keys of death and hell, in giving those things to the church. Now, here we are as the church of God with the name of Jesus. And there is literally no difference between him and us. And he's like, listen, if you ask anything in my name, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. And he, he, he said that more than one time because he was trying to get this across, that there's going to be a transfer. Uh, at, obviously, in John 16, he goes, uh, he goes, up until now, you've not asked anything in my name. But, but he goes, there's going to come a time when, when you ask things in my name, it'll be done by the Father. And so he's saying after, after um, uh, Jesus is risen from the dead, there should be a shift in how we pray, and there should be a shift in our authority, because now we ask in Jesus' name. And it's not, like I said, it's not about, uh, you know, pretty please with a cherry on top. This is literally about praying in the name of Jesus. And um, it's like, uh, uh, I think one of the best examples I could use, illustrations I could use, is, um, well, well, even even one time, okay, for instance, um, <coughs> uh, I was when I was working at Church on the Move, uh, we were having a, a, a work day up at our camp. Uh, we had an Old West camp, and uh, and up at Camp Dry Gulch, we had a work day up there. And uh, now I was in charge of, of some stuff, and so I was up there, and, and uh, anybody who was in charge of a team of people, uh, they were they were given a, a like a hat, you know, a ball cap that had something on it that, that indicated that you were a team leader. And uh, so I was in charge of a bunch of people, and they were, they were given the hats out uh, up at the front desk. A couple ladies that, that we knew that worked at the ministry were up there handing the hats out to the team leaders. And so um, there was a guy, though, that his first day working for me was that day. His name is Scott Fraley. He was a really good guy. And, uh, and so he, uh, he, uh, he, he, he was the first day he was on the job. I mean, literally, he, this, this is the first day I'd interviewed him. I talked to him. But this is the first day he was actually working on the job. And so it's kind of a weird day because we're up at the camp. We're not at the church. We're, we're working up at the camp doing all kinds of things we normally wouldn't do necessarily. Uh, but he comes up. 
and uh, and I don't remember the, the whole scenario, but I just I, I recognized right away he'd be really good at leading this group of uh, of teens and, and young people doing this certain job. And uh, I don't remember what the job was, but I, it's the first day. I mean, literally first day on the job. He he's never worked uh, one day. He has no experience on the job. He has no experience with us. But this is his first day on the job, and I immediately recognized, okay, he's going to be good just leading these 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 young people doing this job over here. And so I said, hey, I need you. To to um to lead these people, but you're gonna get a cap. You have to get a ball cap. And uh, I go, just uh you know, go go get a cap, and then I'll I'll give you a drama assignment. He's gone for just a few minutes. He comes back with a cap, and I go, oh, I go because you understand nobody in the nobody actually knew him. He, this is his first day there. I'm the only guy who knows him, and nobody else knew him. And he goes, uh, I go, well, how did you get a cap so quick? How how was it so easy? Because I told him, I go, if you need anything, if they have a problem with giving you a cap, just let me know. And he comes back with a cap, and, uh, and I said, "I said, how uh, how how did you get a cap so quick? You know?" And he goes, "Oh, I just told him that you sent me. That's all." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." He goes, "Oh yeah, once I said that Daryl sent me, it's, it's it, you know they gave me a cap, no problem." Now you understand, he had no uh, experiential. Uh, uh, you know, privilege there. He was, this was his first day on the job. Nobody knew him. He didn't have favor with anybody. He didn't have, you know, he wasn't in anybody good graces because he'd done such a great job. He didn't have experience leading people for us. He didn't have any of that. He simply walked up and used my name. See, he got the benefit of my name, even though I wasn't with him. He got the benefit of that. They handed him a cap with no questions asked because I had experience there because they knew who I was. I had worked there for years. I had built up a reputation. I had, you know, I had grace and favor. I was in a place of leadership and therefore they gave him a cap based on my name. Now, understand, this is such a simple illustration of this, but this is what happens when we use the name of Jesus. The moment I use the name of Jesus, I am disconnecting from my past experience, from my past reputation, from my past good behavior, bad behavior, whatever, from my past credentials, and I'm attaching them to Jesus. And I'm saying, I'm not praying this in my name. I'm not praying this based on my experience based on my credentials, based on my authority. I am praying this based on the name of the Almighty. I'm praying this based on the name of Jesus himself, the name above every name. And when his name is, is, is spoken, every knee bows, praise God. And so when we actually come to him, you know this is this is so huge for us to get a hold of, uh, and I want to I want to get into this a little bit more, uh, you know, in our next session. But I want to I want to encourage us in this when men begin to ask the Holy Spirit what it really means to pray in the name of Jesus, because when we pray in the name of Jesus, number one, we pray from a place of authority and power, but number two, we pray from a very deliberate and purposeful place because of the power we're praying in. We are no longer praying a wish. We're not praying from desire. We're not praying from need. We're praying from authority. We're praying from being seated with him in heavenly places. And God wants us to take ownership of this without taking credit for it. But he wants us to be joint heirs. He wants us to walk in as equal an understanding of the inheritance as Jesus has. He wants us to understand authority as well as Jesus and walk in that same level of authority. So, Father, right now we just thank you. Just teach us how to, to, to have a, a higher revelation of what Jesus was speaking when he gave us his name. Teach us how to walk as the disciples walked in having faith in that name. And we just thank you for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.